0: And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin, where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. 5678, let's get started.
1: Turn it up, you tune it into Let's Talk
0: Cheer with Jason Lockett. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I to go all in. five six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 12. Not sure if there's going to be an episode 13, but thank you for joining. And back with us uh, today, we have Brittany Moore. Say what's up to the people of B Moore.
1: Hey guys, how's
0: it going? You know, they're great because they're listening to the Let's Talk to Your Podcast. Um, <laughs> but I want, to, I want to give you a proper introduction because I know you've been on, was this, your third episode? Yeah, Fourth? Yeah. Third? There we go, third episode. So I know we introduced you way back in the day, but I wanted to remind our audience exactly who you are. So for those of you guys who do not know, I am Jason Larkins, cheer director at American Kids Sports Center, AKSC.com. And Brittany Moore is one of our faithful parents. So you have two girls in the program, both on Junior White, our Junior One team, and you've been in the program. This is your third season in the program?
1: Yeah, third season.
0: There we go. Third season in the program, third episode. Uh, and you're just, you know, you're a mom. You keep it real. So you're here to, just to balance me out because you know, I get off of my crazy coach perspective And, you know, you have your perspective of that, uh, you know, not one, but two daughters in the program and just what it's like to be a real life all-star cheer mom. Anything you want to add on to that?
1: No, but it is definitely a roller coaster with two.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah, you got to get up double early to do hair. So. Yes. That's great. Yeah, they're not old enough to like, you know, do each other's hair yet, so. You know,
1: I tried to teach them how to French braid or I tried to te- teach Kinsley how to Dutch braid and she was doing it on my hair and she was like, I give up. This is so hard. I can never do this. I'm never learning. It takes too much time.
0: I'm never learning yeah. it.
1: Yeah. So I'll, I guess I'll be braiding their hair forever.
0: Forever. <laughs> That's funny. All right, here we go. So today's episode, I just want to get, let's get straight into this right now let's talk about the virtual competition so we just got done before last episode we hadn't actually done our first virtual we were getting ready for our first first virtual both of us were kind of like ah you know we'll kind of see how it goes but we gotta make the best of it but this first virtual you know i'll give you my opinion i actually i thought it was a a couple coaches had told me jason you guys need to do a virtual if you get the kids into it and the families into it, you know, it can really feel special. Like the kids walk into the gym and they will feel nervous. Like they feel nervous when that camera comes on. And it actually was a pretty cool, at least for me, a pretty cool experience. So real quick, before I even dive into how I felt about it, how did you feel about the, virt- the virtual as a parent?
1: It was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, you know, it's been almost a year since we've had to get hair and makeup ready. So, It was kind of like a rush of emotions getting the girls ready. And it was, it was exciting. It felt like we were going to a regular in-person competition. Um, and I think the girls are too young to understand the difference between a virtual. I think they understand it, but they were excited too. They weren't like, oh, this is going to stink. It's not the same thing. They were, they were excited. Um, so it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I know that they wish that, you know, it was in person. Um, but as long as they're having fun, it doesn't, my feelings don't really matter. I was excited to get them ready. And they usually aren't very happy when I'm like, okay, let me take pictures and mommy, really? Uh, mm-hmm. But they said they had fun. They said it went good. And to me, that's all that matters.
0: Yeah. I feel like it. No, it, And I had a, like, like I said, I had a good time with the virtual. I woke up that morning, you know, we're getting ready. usually on cheer mornings on comp days, Ashley and I will play music in the, in, the, in the room, like cheer music. And, you know, we're listening to all the team's music and we're putting on our matching jerseys. And I was like, man, this is, a, this is a competition. I felt the way I feel on comp mornings where I'm just like trying to get all pumped up. Like I have to go out there and do anything. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. So I'm putting on my jersey and everything. And it felt like a comp day to me. And I walked into the gym and you know, I saw the girls—you know, hair, makeup, uniform—and and it felt like a competition to me. Now, obviously, I know in the back of my mind, it's not a live competition. You know, we get multiple takes and all these different things, and it's not going to have the big crowd. And there's not as much finality to the routines as it is when we actually do a routine. But it felt like a competition. I remember getting nervous. And the other thing, you know, we talked about this last time too, was the big knock on virtual competitions is that, Oh, you know, you get as many takes as you'd like. And I will be honest with you. It's not as easy as it seems it's because on a regular competition day, the kids get the one shot, they go out there and you kind of just take whatever you get is what you get. And you go, okay, good. Or bad but you just move on with the rest of your day and you move on to your next team or you move on to awards and it is what it is. And you just go to practice on Monday. And, well, with this, you know that your kids have a certain standard, you know how good your kids can be. And so you watch the routine and you see like the timing off in something and you go, well, we worked on that. Like they've had better timing before. You have this, your level of, I saw routines this week. That if they would have thrown on stage, we would have been very, very happy with. But we weren't quite as happy with them because they, you know, messed up. Here's like, "Oh, this kid didn't do this, but it's not a deduction. Like, let's keep it." But this, your standard of perfection is just so much more because you know, you know, you have more opportunities to do it. But then again, you don't have the kids don't have unlimited takes in them. Like, I mean, really, I mean, we mentioned this last time, but the kids can really only throw three full-out routines. And they made that very evident to us. Like, it wasn't, we weren't going to get a fourth routine that was going to be any good. Like, the third routine, third routines well, I saw were pretty good. We We were giving the kids a little bit more time to breathe. Like, Saturday, you guys came in on Saturday, right?
1: Yes, and I was going to kind of say something about that. I felt bad for some of the girls that are double teaming because we have, I was like, oh, these poor, I just felt so bad for them. I mean, that's how life goes. I mean, that's just what, you know, they're athletes. But uh, I think that the ones that are double teaming, those girls I thought did amazing (laughs) going back and forth. I mean, that's a lot, you know?
0: You know, I, we did the schedule and, it's always those things. We always wrestle with that. Should we separate the crossovers? Anytime we make the like extra practice schedule, should we separate the crossovers or should we have them spend their whole day on Saturday at the gym? Like, you know, they have to be there in the morning and in the afternoon, or should they have to spend their whole weekend in the gym? Should we have, you know, the crossovers come on a Saturday and then on a Sunday. So it's one thing we always wrestle with and You know the answer is always different. We always come up with a different answer. Oh, let's just have them. Let's have Junior Blue and Junior White practice together because of the crossovers. No, let's have Junior Blue and Junior White practice on separate days because of the crossovers. Right? It's something we always think about. Answer is always different, but we always do it based on the crossovers. And for whatever reason, this weekend we landed on let's have the crossovers practice together. Junior Blue, Junior White practice together. Senior Red, Senior Black practice together. And it didn't seem so evident. I could tell the kids were tired on between blue and white, our level one and level two team, but it was level one and level two. I felt really bad for our level three and level four cross, or so the kids that go between those two routines. And I was like, man, these kids are exhausted. And with the parents in on Sunday and on Saturday, I felt this way too that I kind of felt like we had to keep the show going. Like, not that it was a show, because it is about the kids, but the parents are standing there, and they're in the gym, and they're kind of waiting. And I didn't want the parents, like, sitting there waiting forever for the next routine to come on. And so I felt like the crossovers probably didn't get as much rest, which that was something we quickly fixed when we started filming on Monday and Tuesday was, okay, we're going to give these kids as much time as possible to breathe and relax, and we're just going to take up, you know, we're going to take up the whole two and a half hours. There's no reason for us to – Finish any early. like what else are we going to work on before on Saturday and Sunday? I wanted to film and then continue practicing. That was like my idea the whole time. We'll just film a couple and then we'll practice and actually get better. But um, I realized that that was a, a mistake and having those crossovers in at the same time, especially with the lack of rest we were giving them. Not that we weren't giving them rest, but we weren't giving them an, enough adequate rest to perform truly to the best of their abilities. I mean, they weren't, these kids weren't dying but they weren't able to perform to the very best of their abilities or you'd want them to for a competition, you know, because uh, they do a lot more practice. But, you know, anyway. Another cool thing about it is it, it like, forced us to – it really did force us to get ready because we usually have the showcase, and when we're not ready, we know we're performing in front of family and friends. And so it forces us just to make decisions and get ready. And the cool thing about the virtual was – it really did force us to okay, we we got to make a decision right now on this or on that, and we've got to get them running this, and we got to do this, and so it really forced us to get prepared. That's the other thing I really like. It really forced us to to get ready and not to, well, you know, we don't know if this is going to happen. It like forced us to get ready. And so you mentioned this last time, and you, your question was, Jason, do you think we would do virtuals next year? even if the world were back to normal. And I was like, well, we won't do any virtuals if the world's back to normal. I was like, I could see a situation where other programs did virtuals before things got to normal. Doing this first virtual has slightly changed my perspective on that because it really was a, it was a good dress rehearsal. And I wouldn't want to put one in the middle of i wouldn't say hey there's spirit sports this weekend or we can do a virtual like i wouldn't choose one over you know a real competition but usually in march we have a lot of dead time especially as we head into our end of season events i think march would be a good time to do a virtual and at the beginning of the season let's say we do the showcase and then a virtual and then our first competition that way we get like another because it really did Cause I remember when minis walked in, like the minis sparkle was so nervous. And like, they like were, I was like, Oh, these kids know this is a real competition. Like these kids look freaked out. And, and so again, I think it'd be great to do the showcase, a virtual, then our, you know, then we usually go to that jams, bake, battle, our little small home, you know, hometown competition and do that. (laughs) And then I feel like we're ready to actually go and compete. And like I said, the judges, we, we just got score sheets back yesterday and the judges are giving us real feedback. Like we got real feedback and, you know, I think it will be good when we go into practice on Monday to go, Hey guys, this is what the judges said. And it's not, you know, it's not me. It's not coach Christina. It's not coach Ashley Claire. you know, these are real judges and they gave you a real score and said, you know, you're doing great at this, but you need to tighten up on the, these things. So you know, so how do you I feel think about that? Yeah, go ahead.
1: I think that that's a good like perspective that you give for showcase virtual in person. I, I think that's smart. Um, smart in a lot of different ways of being able to uh, make the changes. Like you said, I think that's, I think that's a great idea. Um, but i think the virtual i mean it went pretty good i mean i know the the like i said all like the kids were excited and um you know to see the athletes um post on like instagram it's comp day it's comp day i love that i thought that was so cool it just kind of felt normal to me um so it 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 was way better than i thought it was going to be
0: yeah and it, it it really was, and it's actually really cool we um I was on <clears throat> I'm on a coach's page on Facebook, and uh a coach posted, hey, we're doing virtual banners, not virtual banners, um like backdrops, like you know in the back, hey, this yeah. is whatever so this thing is hey if I'm doing them for fifty percent off right now, if you want a, a, a virtual backdrop, not virtual backdrop a hey, you know, a backdrop banner, message me. I'm doing for fifty percent off. This thing had a hundred comments on it. A hundred comments of people wanting to get them. So someone is uh making a lot of money. And we are gonna get a this is a surprise. I guess only our only the Let's Talk Cheer listeners will hear this if you're a part of American cheer. But we're gonna new banner for the kids. So I'm I'm actually really excited about that. We got the design done and I'm really excited that we're gonna have like this cool backdrop for our virtual competition. I just think it'll make it feel more like a competition because right now this is, this is what we got until we just, you know, until South Carolina. So, I mean, you know, I said this before, but you know, we have the option to pout and cry about it, or we have the option to truly make the best of it. So I think this is just another step in that direction to truly make the best out of what, this season has handed us, you know? But and our- I've
1: said that I am like, ugh, whatever about it. But the more and more I feel like when we do these podcasts and we talk about it, I'm, I am forcing myself to look at your view. I'm forcing myself to, you know what? We have to make the best of it. We have to. Uh, so it's definitely changing, doing these podcasts is changing my <laughs> opinion about it a little more. <laughs>
0: There we go and and I gotta say this: I don't do this podcast to create converts, although it sounds like you're a convert i do the I do the podcast to create conversation, you know so that we have something to like think about and go, yeah, you know well, I agree with that or I don't agree with that, but I want you know again i don't I don't do the podcast to create converts, I do it to create conversation, but you know i'm I'm always glad to get a new convert to Think the way I think. Life would be easier if everyone thought the way I thought. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's life would be easier if everyone just thought the same way, right? Um, Yes. Yeah, we'd be able to get on Facebook. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. That's funny.
0: Um, What else we got going on? Um, So, the other thing that has been actually really challenging about this season is the amount of absences that we've all had and it's i've been texting other coaches about everything and it's just crazy i i'm i'm very proud of our athletes and just when i watch the virtual i was so impressed with all of these programs because i know that they've had setbacks like i know that they've had kids absent and kids not being able to be there and i've been so impressed you know watching this program and this program, and this program, being able to go out there and actually put out good, solid routines, because I know that for us here on the West coast, we haven't been able to practice at all. And I can't explain this. It's, I feel that parents feel that practice, not that practice doesn't matter, but that missing practice honestly like doesn't like uh, it's not gonna affect that much and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you a story once upon a time I cheered at Stephen F. Austin State University in Nacogdoches Texas and I was a senior and I recruited a girl to come cheer right senior in high school or well, I was a senior in college I recruited a senior well that was my junior year I recruited this girl to come cheer on our team. So she was a freshman when I was a senior. And I found this girl's video on YouTube. She was applying for the USASF college scholarship. So she had to put all these skills together. And it's just this interview process that she had to do with some skills. Now, like, Oh, this kid's actually like really talented. And the mom's, the YouTube handle was like cheer mom, you know, something, right? And so I was like, hey, I'm not sure if this is your daughter. I'm not even sure if this is – if your daughter is currently a senior. But she's really talented, and I cheer SFA. I think she should, you know, give our school consideration. So anyway, long story short, this girl ends up cheering at SFA. And I became, you know, friends, you know, more or less with the mom. And we would message on Facebook every so often. She'd just ask me, like, hey, what should she – what should she do? And she'd always just ask for my advice and opinion on, on things. And one day she goes, What does she need to do to make the mat? Now we, have, we would have like 30 kids on the team. And of those 30 kids, only 20 of them would actually compete at NCA. So what does Bethany need to do to make the mat? And I remember telling her, Bethany needs to keep her grades up. Only thing she needs to do is have a 2.0. And the mom's kind of like, yeah, but I'm talking about like what skills does Bethany need to have? Like she's talking about cheer skills. And I'm like, Ramona, the only thing Bethany needs to do to make the mat is keep her grades up. She needs to, if she keeps her grades up, I guarantee you she's going to make mat because every year we were notorious for kids not making grades, you know, freshmen, freshmen, move out of their parents' house for the first time and they party 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 they can't keep a 2.0 and then they aren't eligible to actually compete. And I remember saying like, you know, there's only only nine, you know, nine girls make the mat. There's only like 14 girls on the team. Several of those girls are going to are going to fl- fail out and the ones she doesn't, you know, the ones that don't fail out, you know, she's going to just be better than naturally. So she keeps her grades up. I say all of that to say the number one thing parents can do so that we can have a successful season. And this is all parents everywhere. Every cheer parent is have their kids at practice. Simply having kids show up at practice makes us productive. Like we at least can, you know, we can't work on pyramid without, you know, when, when kids are missing from practice, you cannot work on pyramid. Like you just can't, if two kids are missing, I mean, sometimes you can work on one side of the pyramid, but if two kids are missing pyramid, forget about it. So, I mean, you'll go weeks. Literally, we went weeks without practicing the pyramid because kids weren't practiced. And it's like, dude, we can't practice the pyramid without everyone here. Um, you know, stunts don't go. And, and it's always, the unfortunate thing is, it's always a different kid. So we had one stunt group. I feel really bad. This is actually this year. One stunt group. It was a different kid every time. So this, you know, kid A is missing on Monday, come back Wednesday. Now kid B is missing, come back. Now kid C is missing. And, you know, I'll only miss one practice. Like, yeah, but it's a cumulative effect. Like we all got to be at practice. So just a random thought, parents, the number one thing that you can do that ensures a successful season is having kids at practice. I can't even stress that enough, but I'll get off my horse on that one. But, you know.
1: On your horse, well, as a parent, All right, so
0: off my horse, off my soapbox.
1: <laughs> as a parent, um, it's frustrating too. I mean, I, the you know, the twins fly in some of their routine, and then they, and you know, Ryland's front, front spots in some of it. Um, but it doesn't just affect it, it affects the whole group, and it's frustrating. Um, I, I I, I don't know. I think I've said this like a while back, but I don't know how you guys deal with. I know, you know, a, a couple, one kid that, you know, misses like one practice a week. And I'm like, really? I mean, and I will actually correct myself because I think on our very first podcast, I said, I don't think the twins have ever missed a practice. I will clarify that. Mm. They have not, they have not missed a practice because of something random. We have uh, approved, we have had approved vacations that we have mispracticed for. We have not mispractice for sickness, but we have mispractice for approved vacations. Um, but I, I don't know how you guys deal with it. I mean, like you were saying, you know, one kid a week or one every other day is a different kid and it has to be frustrating. Um,
0: yeah.
1: A little bit. I mean, you I know, guess.
0: When- <clears throat> no, go ahead.
1: I guess you just keep moving, right? Like you just, okay, well, that's, that's, that's Monday and then Tuesday we're going to start fresh and then we're going to start fresh again next Monday. Um, I get things happen, but um, that's just my opinion as a mom. Um, it's got to be frustrating. If it's frustrating for me, it's got to be frustrating for you guys.
0: Yeah. You know, when I was, um, there's two things. It's the one, you have to choose two different perspectives that I've had to have in dealing with absences is the first one is I'm not going to force anyone to be a champion. And I tell that to the kids all the time. I remember when I was a young coach and I really, really wanted to prove myself as a coach. And obviously you prove yourself as a coach by winning competitions and winning the biggest, best competitions. And I remember wanting it way more than any athlete I coached when I, when I first started coaching and I'm like, dude, I want this so bad? And I was driving myself crazy, you know, heart rates all up, just screaming, trying to get the kids to be as motivated and as dedicated as I, as I was, because I was, you know, especially when I was a cheerleader, I was cheer or die. And it was, you know, cheer, it was cheer. And then everything else in my life, like cheer was the most important thing in my life. And I remember being like that. And I was driving myself crazy trying to get others to have my same outlook on cheer as I did. So I realized that not everyone has my same outlook on cheer and, and not all families have my same outlook on cheer. And, and so I, I've got to stop driving. And I started telling the kids, I'm not going to force you to be a champion. You're either going to put in the work and we'll coach you, or you're not going to put in the work and we're going to lose. And it just, it's as simple as that. So, and the same thing, not going to force parents to be champions, you guys want good results, show up to practice, you know, do your, do your stuff. You know, you'll make arrangements and you'll do these things that do not conflict with our practice schedule. However, if this is a priority, you'll have your kids at practice and then we'll you know, do whatever. The other thing is <clears throat> life happens. And as coaches, we have to be adaptable. We have to know that kids are going to be missing from practice. It's not everyone deals with kids missing from practice. It's not like your program is the only program or your team is the only team that deals with kids missing from practice or your daughter is the only one that's dealing with kids on her stunt group, not you specifically, but to all the other moms listening, right? Everyone has to deal with this and it's, you can choose to still be productive. I remember one time we had at, at our old gym, we were getting ready for the showcase and they needed to, tear up the floor because they were going to use our floor in our particular location to be the showcase floor. Cause we're, you know, doing offsite. And they start packing it up. Like, so the kids walk into practice and we have half of a spring floor and you know, no mats, you know, half the mats are gone and half of the, the actual wood pantley, the actual springs are gone. I'm like, all right guys, well, obviously we're not going to have practice like usual. But we have a choice to make. We can complain that we don't have a floor or we can make the best of our situation. And one of those things are gonna, is going to yield results and the other one's going to yield failure. And it's as simple as that. So I just think when kids aren't at practice, one perspective I have to choose to make is that we still got to make the best out of, out of what we have. We still have to choose to be productive today. There's something that we can get done. If we can't stunt, then we got to be better tumblers. If we can't you know, basket, then we've got to be better jumpers. There's always something to get done but you know, it does, that doesn't help the pyramid at all, but it does, it is a, it does keep my heart level, my heart rate down. So I don't have a heart attack at, you know, 35. Um, but you know, but it is, you know, it is frustrating, but decided can't force anyone to be a champion. Can't force anyone to have my, my sensibilities about, about, you know, things. All right. So, Let's switch gears a little bit. Kind of back on the virtual. So we have our next virtual event coming up. Um, and this one is actually different than this first one. This first one we did, obviously, we had as many takes as we want. They gave us a six-day window to film and then turn in our videos. And this next one is actually a live like a live virtual event. There's actually going to be a camera. They like send us a camera. It's called a media package. I'm not sure what that comes in the media package, but they send us a media package. I'm assuming it's a camera and some stuff for audio or something. And, you know, the kids have a performance time and they actually go live. And we actually have, and we have good competition. You know, I saw the list and all of our teams have competition top to bottom. And, you know, we got a real live virtual competition coming up so that will be kind of i haven't done one of these yet well well i guess you haven't done one either but we're gonna find out how this uh goes gonna be sure to talk about this on the next one how this how we actually feel about this live virtual competition do you have any different do you feel any differently about this one than you did about the first virtual
1: yes um i didn't really uh, just you talking about it kind of like brought realization to me. I think this is good for the athletes to, uh, you know, it's it was a virtual. We had time to film and then this one will be live. I think it's good that it's a mixture so far. So the athletes aren't getting accustomed to Oh, we can, you know, try again. Or uh, we didn't hit on Saturday. Well, we could hit on Let's, you know, we have Sunday, Monday or whatever days. So I think it's great because, and I'm not saying that the athletes think that way, but you never know. Okay, we didn't hit on Sunday. So we have Monday that we can hit. Well, this time you don't have it. So I think it's a good balance to keep everybody on their toes.
0: Yeah. And it's good. And the kids need, the kids, I tell us the coach all the time. The kids need to have a sense of finality at practice. They have to understand that they get Saturday, like in real competitions, they get Saturday and they get Sunday. And so one thing you always see, like the coach's memes, when coach says one more time and you end up doing it five more times, right? (laughs) I I always try to tell the kids, last time, no matter what, Good, bad, or ugly. I don't care what it looks like, but this is the last time we're going to do this. And coaches always, no one ever argues with me, but they're always surprised when we have conversations and they go, well, how many full outs do you guys run at practice? And I go, I really don't like running a lot of full outs at practice. So I was like, we'll sometimes run three. I like two, but I really want to keep it at one. There's been plenty of years where we've just ran one fullout at practice. And And that was it. And I said, hey, guys, we're going to run one full out. This is your one shot. And then we're going to go do whatever we have to do. Because the kids need to have, again, a sense of finality. Because when we say, hey, we're going to keep going until we hit this, then they feel like they have infinite amounts of chances. They feel like they put in the cheat code, you know, when you're a kid and you're playing video games. I'm going to do the cheat code for infinite infinite lives. (laughs) They feel like they have infinite lives to go and get the routine right. And, And the reality is you don't have, an infinite amount of chances. You get one chance on Saturday, you get one chance on Sunday. And some of our, you know, when we go to Summit, you get one chance on Saturday. And if you blow your chance on Saturday, you're not going to Sunday. And so we need our kids to understand this sense of finality. So I like this. I like this about this competition that they get the one chance um, to go. But I'll tell you one thing, this last virtual we did, I could tell when I was looking at the score sheets because the kids, because the judges know, this is what I feel, reading the score sheets based on how scores have been in the past, based on routines that look similar. The judges were a lot more punitive during this competition because they know that teams have the opportunity to go over and over again. They were, I felt like we were getting dinged on things that we wouldn't have gotten dinged on a year ago right? I feel like they were a little bit more punitive in the judging and like, being like, no, you had, you had six days to do a routine. You had six days to fix that and you didn't fix it. So we're going to ding you right here. I was like, Whoa, they, Ash was like, that was petty. Ash, Ash literally was like, that was petty. And I was like, ah, I was a little petty, <laughs> but it is what it is. So <laughs> Um,
1: I think it'll be good. I really, I think that it'll be good. Um, I know myself, I didn't usually when we go to competitions, I wear American gear. um, And I didn't um, for our filming. So I'm definitely going to wear some American gear um, for this one. Um, And if any parents are listening, I think it'd be a great idea for them to wear some too. uh, You know, like you were saying that you and Ashley, you know, put your matching jerseys on and all that. I didn't even really think about it because uh, it was just, Oh, it's virtual. But I think that the girls mine, I think that they like seeing it because originally I wasn't going to stay for the virtual to watch um, when we could watch. I wasn't going to. And the twins asked me, mommy, can you, are you going to stay? And I was like, do you want me to? And they said, yeah. And I was okay. I'll stay then. Um, but I'm definitely gonna wear some American gear. Maybe that will uh, boost their morale and yeah, you know sure. kick it into kick it into another higher gear.
0: Yeah, and, and you mentioned this. I had two kids actually tell me two kids, two different teams. One kid, we'd already ran our first oh, we were about to run our first full out. And she comes up to me, she's like, Coach, when do we when when are we gonna go full out? She's like, My mom said she's on our way right now. And I was like, Oh, she wants her mom to stay. Like she wants her mom to see her perform, you know, during our virtuals, right? And this is one Saturday or something. Like she's like she didn't get to see me on, you know, Saturday, and you know I really wanted to see me today. Oh, awesome! Hey, well I'll try to stall. I was like, oh, we're gonna run through routines. You'll see the second one. Um, But then another kid came up. Dad was like in the lobby, and this was on, you know, either Monday or Tuesday. But the kid comes up, like, hey, my dad didn't get to see on. Sunday can come into the gym and watch. And so parents out there, your kids as much as they might be snot-nosed brats to you at home, they 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 love you and they 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 want to perform for you and show you their their hard work and their skills even if they're, you know, acting all crazy at home. I hate you, mom. They they still want you to see them out there and uh you know go and kill it. All right. Last this, Last thing, I think I may or may not have gotten. I think I have gotten over it. I might not have, so we'll see. We'll see how this turns out. Try not to cry. Um, probably the this is off the top of my head, but probably the most devastating thing that's happened to me. <clears throat> In the last year, and we've all had a hard, crazy year. But off the top of my head, the, the craziest thing, the most devastating thing that's happened to me over this last year was just happened this week, NCAA All-Star Nationals getting canceled. Well, not canceled. You
1: really Jason, wait, Split wait, you really have me stressed out. You really have me stressed out right now. No. <laughs> I was scared for this. I was so scared when you – I might cry. I'm like, my heart's pounding.
0: No, it was – the hardest thing for me has been NCA getting canceled. It has, that has been – NCA not canceled, flipped to a virtual. If I say canceled, just let it ride. I know it's been flipped to a virtual. But NCA All-Star Nationals getting canceled has got – honestly, the most – the most I felt of this 2020, you know, is the worst year ever. I, it, was, it was really hard. I was devastated when this happened, honestly. It was, um, you know, I got on the Facebook page and, you know, the event producer, Justin Carey, writes, um, hey, we're sending out an email at one o'clock. Check your inbox. And I'm like, okay. And it happened to be 140 when I saw this. I'm like, oh, about 20 minutes. And I somehow distracted myself for 20 minutes. Like, I just got distracted. I wasn't like, I wonder what this is about. But I got distracted. And I was looking for something. I happened to get on Ashley's email. I need to get on Ashley's email for something. So I opened up her computer, opened it up, and see this announcement. I'm like, NC All-Star Nationals is a virtual event. And I just devastated, devastated to, to see that. And, you know, first I thought – I'm trying to think of why I was so devastated. Um, you know, it is – NCA is definitely a benchmark competition for everyone. It's – you know, when you – people know how many NCA championships they have won people do not know how many times they've won spirit sports, right? You know, how many times have you won spirit sports? Like, uh, I don't know. I'd have to count that. I'd have to go back and look at some old pictures or look at some old results and find out how many times I've won spirit sports. But people know how many times they've won Summit. People know how many times they've won Worlds. People know how many times they've won NCAA. Um, so for the so it's like our benchmark measuring stick. And, and second, it was the one competition that I really thought Was going to happen, you know. California, after a while, I was like, Yeah, you know, everyone's like, California competitions are not happening this season. I was like, I'm gonna remain hopeful that they are, but I was like, But I'm not gonna be surprised if they get canceled. But and even Vegas, I was like, Once jams canceled, I was like, Our other two Vegas competitions are going to get canceled, and just is what it is. But I thought that NC, there's no way the NCA will get canceled. I just watched the Rose bowl. So they moved the Rose bowl from Pasadena, California to Dallas, Texas. And I saw a crowd of people in the stands without mask on. And I was, I remember watching the Rose bowl thinking, we are for sure going to Dallas. We're going to have a competition. They are in Dallas at the Rose bowl, no mask watching football. We're going to have the Dallas. And like I said, earlier in the podcast, I went to school in, in Texas. And Texas is the most proud state in the world. Most proud. Coming from California, Texas is a different world. They took a political science class. Political science. California kid in Texas. They this poli-sci class. And... <laughs> and the professor all day long, all he did was rag on California. And he was just like, California, that state. And I remember him just being like, like shrinking in my chair the whole time. And like, I didn't want to tell him I was from California because he's like, this is how we do things in Texas. And Calif- that, you know, the opposite of what we, we do, that's California. And he would just rag. And, and I never, and you know, we're, this is Texas. We do everything bigger and better. And we're going to succeed from the nation. And we're going to become our own republic again, you know? Never thought that that uh, that this would happen to doubt. And so it was just like, um, it truly was and still is a gut punch. Because it was, I mean, honestly, it was a one competition that I didn't think would actually get flipped to a virtual. And um, yeah, it's just, um, obviously, I'm still trying to process it right now that was a um, – that is crazy. I I just can't – I can't believe that, you know, I don't even know what else to say. I just can't believe that it got flipped to a virtual. So, you know.
1: Do you think that it got – did it get switched to a virtual because COVID cases are coming up or, you know, their numbers are getting higher back there or –
0: I don't know. He didn't really say why it got flipped. And if he did, I mean, to me, if he did, it was irrelevant. Like if he, told me nothing, he said was going to change NCA back to a, you know, it's like, well, this is why it's not like, I was going to go, Oh wait, I have a solution for that. We can have the event. Like the decision was, our, you know, and this happens all the time. I really don't care why. And And like when kids miss practice, when a parent says, Hey, we're missing practice. like if they coach, if they're, if it's a different team, let's say it's junior white, which I, you know, I don't coach junior white. So I say, Hey, uh, Kensley's missing practice today. The coaches will ask why. And I think, I don't, I don't know. read the email. All it says is she's not coming to practice. So I'm not going to stress my, it doesn't matter why she's not coming to practice. She's not going to be here. We have other things to do than worry about why she's not here. We don't need to worry about that right now. We just need to make a game plan for, What we're going to do moving forward because the answer to that question has it doesn't bear any we can't do anything about it now you know like she's not going to be here and it whether it's her grandma or it's a flat tire or she just flat just wasn't gonna be at practice it doesn't matter why she's not gonna be at practice today right um as long as the answer is i'm not going to be at practice because i'm quitting that's like the only thing you need to know why because that has longer lasting effects than anything else but you know so i say all that to say I'm sure he said, what well, he said they could have held out a little bit longer. He said, but then the health department probably would have canceled them anyway, two weeks before the event. And so he said he'd rather tell us or three weeks before, either way, before the event and he'd rather tell us now. So we had, so they had plenty of time to give NCA to make NCA virtual event, the best event that it could be. But, so I'm not really sure why. Um, honestly, because it's, you know, they're not having it regardless of why, why they canceled it. And it's now, what do we do? The most important question for me to answer was what do we do now that they're not having it? That was a long-winded answer, but you know.
1: So you guys are still going to do NCA virtual?
0: We're going to do NCA virtual. Yep.
1: Well, like you said, make the best out of the situation, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to. Yeah. And it's, you know, we'll see because uh, I said this before, but they are, NCA is usually pretty hard. It's usually pretty hard judging at NCA. And I just feel like the virtual NCA, like the judges are going to be very hard. And so we got to make sure that we are on our P's and Q's for sure. We got, yeah, we'll we'll see. We will see. But um, all right, last thing I want to talk about. Last thing I want to talk about. Last podcast, you mentioned, we said something about tumbling or classes. You're like, yeah, I need to get the girls in classes. And I'm not sure if I'm to get them in stunts or, you know, flight school or tumbling. And it's like, well, you know, I'll ask them and figure out which one they want to do. This is to you and to every parent listening. Get your kids in tumbling classes. I can't get your kids. If I did, t- don't ask them, ask me. Jason, what what should I put them in? Put them in tumbling. Put them in tumbling. Put them in tumbling. And I, and I thought about this, you know, right after we got off. Cheer practice is not designed for them to become right, Dars are on level one. Their level one practice isn't designed to make them level two tumblers it's designed to make them the very best level one tumblers as possible. But it's not designed to make them better level two tumblers. Stunting inherently is already designed to make them better. Like they get really good at level one stunting. If they get really good at level one stunting, they'll be ready to fly level two. If they get really good at level two stunting, they'll be ready to fly level three. And it won't be a big deal. But we, we make our teams, and virtually every program does this, but we make our teams really based on tumbling numbers first. The first thing you do as a coach is you check the tumbling numbers. Okay, we have a bunch of 10-year-olds with back handsprings. Okay, let's see if we can make a youth two. Okay, we have a bunch of you know, 10, 11, 12-year-olds, you know, 13-year-olds with tucks. Okay, let's see if we can make a junior three. And we base all on the tumbling. So my biggest suggestion, if I were in your shoes, if I were B-more, we uh, girls, we're going to tumbling class right now. I I, I just think um, getting your kids in tumbling because, again, team practice isn't really designed to – I remember I had this – not an argument, but, you know, in my old gym, my owner – was asking me about we had this kid who came from a level four at our other location, but we didn't have a level four. So they put her on our level three team. And he's talking about something about her working her level four skills at practice. I'm like, she can't work her level four skills at practice. Like, we're at practice. I'm trying to get a team ready for a competition where they're gonna judge her level three skills. Like I don't know when you want me to take time. And basically this is what I was saying. I don't know when you want me to take time out of my level three practice so you can stop practicing. The things are going to be judged on to work on things they're not going to be judged on. And I get that, you know, we go to practice, we can get better, but that's the one thing about these levels is they're only really, practice is only really designed to get kids really good at their cheer routine. It's not really designed to make them advanced advanced to the next level um again they'll they'll naturally do that in stunting like if your kid struggles not just you but i'm talking about everyone every parent out there if your kid struggles with stunting in general then flight school definitely a good addition or if they just want to have fun flight school is a good addition but if we're looking at the the black and white what is the best way to advance my skills so i can advance to the next level put your kid in a tumbling class because it's only if they're not working on it, they're not going to get better and they're not going to work on it during their team practice because they're practicing, you know, that said level. If they're on that level and struggle, then definitely put them in a tumble class because, uh, yeah, they probably don't work on it. You know, only kids in the tumbling sector really work on that too. So anyway, I don't know. Put your kids in tumbling.
1: On that note of you saying that, um, so the twins finally started listening to the podcast and, uh, I asked them right after we did the podcast last time, I said, which class would you guys rather take flight school or tumbling? And immediately out of both of their mouths were tumbling. And I was like, okay, well, I, they're like, we want to do tumbling. We want to move to a level two team. We need our tumbling to be better. I was like, okay, well, I, okay. All right. Um, But, you know, when you you just said this, and I never really thought about it this way, because which hopefully more parents are listening to this, and it'll bring some realization to them. You said that practice is not designed to move your athlete up to another level. Practice is designed to work on their skill, their level skills that they're in right now. Honestly, I never really thought about that. And that I think if a, more parents were to listen to this and hear those exact words, I think it would bring some reality to them.
0: There we go. To in I, have,
1: I have never, to, I have never heard you say that before. And, and maybe you have, and I just didn't pay attention. Or maybe you said it before I was with the gym, but that is a great way to think about things is that practice is designed for you to work on. The level that they're in skills, not future level skills. Yeah, um,
0: and, it, and it's hard because cheer w- hasn't always been like that, but it is like that now. Like when I was cheering, wasn't like, you know we were able to work on whatever we wanted to at practice, and you are trying to get the very best skills you could. Yeah, uh, this is this is true. So Ashley and I coached um, level three way back in the day. And it was our first first year coaching together. It was Ashley's first year at our gym, and it was my first year coaching all-star cheer. It was my second year at the gym. I coached um, mid-season the year before. I know zero about the score sheet. I don't know anything about the score sheet. Ashley is coming from America. She actually coached in America before she went to PCM. And so Ashley's, you know, well-versed in all-star cheerleading. I'm not well-versed in all-star cheerleading, but I feel like I know cheerleading in general because I had a lot of, you know, cheer experience. And every team I'd been on had been designed so that you were building skills throughout. When I was, you know, when I cheered, I was on what we would consider now a level six team, right? A world's team. We have worlds back then, but it's what we consider it now. Um, and, you know, we had the kids on the team and we're all trying to get new skills and get this, get this, get this. And the score sheet was a lot different back then. Then obviously when I cheered in college, you know, you take what you can get and then, you know, your team is your team and then you build as many skills as you can. And then you put together a routine based on those skills. And and I cheered at two different colleges, my junior college, and then uh, Stephen F. Austin. And then right after that, I started coaching. And that, and by then, that's when they have all these levels, and you can put kids on this team, this team. And I remember we had this team, level three. And we have, like, two kids on the team that have tucks. And I'm like, okay, there's a couple kids with tucks. And there's, like, 20 kids on the team. And there's like, I was mean, like, honestly, there's, like, three kids with tucks-ish. And they all kind of have standing two-back handsprings, but they're kind of, you know, they're not the most technically sound. And Ashley's so frustrated with this team. And she's like, just so frustrated. And again, this is like within our first couple of weeks. And I'm like, why is she so upset? Like, this is level three. We're working on tucks. You know, we're working on our handsprings. And she's just like, I can't, I can't with this team. And she's just, she's so upset with their, with their skill level. And I go, Ash, they're level three. What did you expect? And so I expected them to all have round off tucks, standing three back handsprings and round off tucks. And, and again, it dawned on me that we could have, that we could, if they didn't have the skills, we had the option to place them on a level two team. Like those kids should have been on level two. And, and so now with the way the levels are designed, we have the option to put kids where we want them. But we don't really, again, once they have those skills, we're working on perfecting their level three skills. We're not working to make them a level. You're not placing kids on level. We're not placing tweeners on the team and then hoping that they get skills. You still have that type of time in the season because you got to teach them how to stunt and how to basket and how to pyramid and how to jump. And all these things are different at all levels. And so we have to – you only have so much time at practice. So anyway, put your kids in tumbling. I know well I guess
1: whenever me. whenever we log off, I'm gonna get on my app <laughs> and see <you> at times. <laughs> <AKS-C>. <laughs> times, C.
0: what times. AKSC.com. Yeah. Yes. Or whoever your local tumbling provider is, if you're in a different, you know, wherever. Anyway. Um. All right, we got anything else to talk about.
1: I don't think so. Um no. you know, virtual comp went good. Uh I didn't watch any of the teams yesterday. I had too much to do. I didn't watch any of that, but, um, I mean, I'm excited for next weekend. Uh, just keep moving forward and thank you for finally putting out, uh, what Nashville or South Carolina we were going to. Um, (laughs) so that's exciting to look forward to, uh, just keep the fingers crossed and, Stay uh, Jason Larkin's positive. You need to create a secondary podcast of inspirational um, quotes or um, motivational things for people, you know.
0: I'll just, we'll just do a quote of the day every time. Let's see. Let's quote of the day. That'd be cool if we did a quote of the day. A quote of the day. Um, I don't know what the quote of the day should be. (sighs) <sighs> when life what, hands you lemons. That,
1: when my tangy lemons uh make lemonade, not oranges. Or or, or, or orange juice. No. <laughs> well, yeah. So. It was good. It's always good catching up and doing these. Um so hey, I'm very sorry for you. I'm very sorry for you on NCA. I didn't honestly I didn't know that it really like affected you that much. Uh so I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. You know, just my livelihood. (laughs) 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 No big deal. Joey doesn't have to eat. Um, (laughs) No, but it's like, it's not just that, but it's like every, you know, I know how much the kids look forward to it. I look forward to going, you know, it's a one, you know, we get, really good solid competition there when you win you feel like dude we actually and it's you know i didn't want nca it's i'd been competing there for so long we never won i never won as an athlete i won a bunch of times as a college athlete but never all star nationals and and you know it's just like the pinnacle you know it's like what we go to for you know and it's and yeah, it's a, it's the a, it's the benchmark that it's just the measuring stick for our industry and second, I didn't actually think it would get canceled. I think if my hopes weren't so high on it, then it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But I really didn't think it was going to get canceled. And, and and I know how much it was going to break the kids' heart because I know that they felt the same way, that they felt if we don't have anything else, we at least have NCAA. Uh And it's a good, solid competition. You know, it's a competition where – we're going to show the world who we are like you know so you know but it is what it is here's the 2020. keep on
1: going yeah
0: man but yeah all right guys i will um i need to start saying this at the beginning of the podcast cuz who knows how you know everyone's already clicked off by now but guys do us a huge favor hit the like button you know hit like subscribe leave a comment. These things take less than one minute out of your day, but they help tremendously. You know, the best way these things get around is by word of mouth and by the algorithm gods. So hit like, leave a comment, wherever you saw this, share it with someone, subscribe, a rating, whatever the case may be, text it to someone. And um, all right, five, six, seven, eight. well you got something Brittany?
1: yeah yeah i do one last thing on that note maybe we should do like a prize or something for someone that just randomly anyone that likes we'll pick uh anyone that like likes comments or shares randomly like
0: you'll do their darters here for the next competition
1: oh don't even get me started (laughs) on that (laughs) something you know here's a t-shirt or something
0: with our faces Uh, on it Yes. I'm going to make a shirt with our faces
1: on it. It says,
0: let's suck cheer. That'd be cool. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. All right. You heard, you heard the lady. We might give out a prize next week. Let's suck cheer. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight. We're out. Peace. Hey guys. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. Do me a quick favor, hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about this podcast. It's a great way for you to show your support for the channel. I'm your host, Jason Larkins, and you've reached the end of Let's Talk Cheer with Jason. Thanks for listening. Thank you.